Hey, everybody, so glad that you are tuning in for our midweek service. Hopefully you and your family, you're doing well. But I wanna share just a few minutes from the Bible. Uh, a few weeks ago, I was reading through the book of John as was our whole church via our uh, Bible guide. And I wanna encourage you every single day uh, to read with us. But I was reading John chapter 12, uh, starting in verse nine, and something just jumped off the page at me and it stirred something inside of me. And so I wanna share a few scriptures here. John chapter 12, verse nine says this, when the large crowd of the Jews learned that Jesus was there, they came not only on account of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom they whom had uh, raised from the dead. Verse 10, so the chief priests made plans to put Lazarus to death as well, because on account of him, talking about Lazarus, many of the Jews were going away and they were believing in Jesus. Okay, uh, super cool passage, but to understand kind of the full context, we have to go back and we have to look at Lazarus. And uh, over the last few weeks, uh, Pastor Cole preached at youth about Lazarus kind of more in depth. Miss Linnell uh, gave a short message about Lazarus. But in essence, the story of Lazarus is he was Jesus's friend. He was Mary and Martha's brother. And we find out that he is ill. Word comes to Jesus, hey, your friend Lazarus, he is sick. Can you go to him? Can you heal him? And we know Jesus stays there a few more days. He's ministering to people and helping people. Well, when he finally comes, we learn that Lazarus, he has passed away. And in fact, he's been dead four days. Uh, Martha and Mary, they're upset. But we also know what Jesus does. Jesus brings Lazarus back to life. And it is amazing, okay? Awesome story. So what happens in the few scriptures that I just read is that Jesus is in Bethany. And news has traveled really far and really fast about what Jesus has done in the life of Lazarus, that he has raised him from the dead. Listen, Jesus right now is at the height of his ministry. People are being healed. People's eyes are being opened. Miracles are happening. He's casting demons out. And on top of this, this man that was dead for four days is now back from the grave, okay? Super, super awesome. And what the scripture said is that there's a large crowd that's around Jesus and that are around Lazarus. But what's interesting is why is this crowd around and what is this crowd doing? So first of all, they're around because they heard of the miracle of Lazarus being raised from the dead. But it's interesting what is happening. What is happening is people are beginning to believe in Jesus. They're turning to Jesus all because of what Jesus did in the life of Lazarus. And that's what I wanna talk about for a few minutes tonight. I want us to grab the fact that because of what Jesus did in the life of Lazarus, multitudes of people were drawn to Jesus. Listen, I don't know about you, but that's what I want my life to do and to represent. I want my life to be so, you know, radically different than it used to be that God did something so awesome in my life that people are drawn to God because of what God did in my life. I know you probably want the same thing as well. Jesus has done a work in all of our lives and we want that work to uh, for other people to see it. So here's what I wanna do tonight for just the next few minutes. I wanna talk just a simple message. It's not gonna be long at all. It's very basic, but I want us to really look at our own lives. I want us to make sure that we are glorifying God with uh, how we live. And so I want us to look at three ways people see Jesus in us because of what Jesus has done in our life. Listen, and here's the deal. The primary reason that I'm talking about this tonight is I believe that there is a harvest out there right now that is ripe. There's a lot of people out there in our community that don't know God. There's people that are away from God. There's prodigal sons and daughters that are away from God. You know, there's people right now that are still living in fear. There's a lot of uncertainty, but we know the answer. Right now, the answer is Jesus. It's always been Jesus. And I think we're coming into a season as, as we come out of COVID-19 
where people are really receptive to the Holy Spirit. They're really receptive to God. And so we wanna do everything in our power possible to show people the light of Jesus through our life. Listen, if you're a Christian, God has changed your life. So I wanna look at three ways that people see Jesus in us because this is a time to let our light shine. This is a time as we're gathering back together slowly for us to shine the light of Christ all around us, amen? So three points, three ways uh, people see Jesus in us. And here's the first way. People see Jesus in us simply when our life changes. Think about Lazarus for a second. The dude was dead for four days and everybody knew about it. You know, everybody knew about it. It's like, man, if it was modern day, it would have went viral. I'm talking about there would be paparazzi there. Newspapers would be writing articles. Film cameras would be there. People would be drawn around, right? And it's the same thing that was going on then. They obviously didn't have social media and all the things we do now, but people knew about it. This guy was dead and he is brought back to life. But you know, as I think about this story, I kind of ask myself the question, I wonder how did Lazarus die? Right, the Bible says that it was an illness, okay? So I'm thinking in my mind, was it cancer? Was it pneumonia? Was it the plague that he got? Was it, was it COVID-19, right? We really don't know at all. But if you've been around death, most of the time, particularly if someone's had an illness that's went on for a long time, we know most of the time before people die, things get really, really bad. Uh, people start to feel bad. They begin to look bad. Their energy gets lesser and lesser. So listen, I'm guessing that the last time people saw Lazarus, things weren't very good. He's tired, he looks bad, maybe he was losing weight, we don't know. But listen, the next time they saw Lazarus, I guarantee they saw a completely different picture. They didn't see somebody that was tired, they didn't see somebody that was dying, they saw someone full of life, they saw someone full of joy. They could tell Lazarus was a new man because of how he talked, probably how he walked, how he acted, the things that he said. And listen, it's the same thing for us. When we have been saved, when we have invited Jesus into our life, Things in our life change, right? Um, the same manner, I believe, at the moment of conversion, you know, when we uh, are born again, I believe something begins to start to change in us. I believe transformation begins to change in us. I believe the Holy Spirit begins to work on us. And gradually, over the time, after, over time after you are saved, um, things in our life begin to look different. The way we talk, the way we act, the way we live, it looks different. Um, I want you to really think about it tonight. Since your conversion, has your life changed? Since you said yes to Jesus, has your life changed? Since you started saying no to the things of the flesh and to the world, have things begin to change, right? Check it out. I think it's super important to understand what it means to be saved. Okay, I think most of us in here, we know that to be saved, we have to believe in Jesus, and that's true. Romans 10 says this, confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord, believe in your heart, right, that Jesus was raised from the dead, and you're going to be saved. And it sounds really simple, but do we really understand what this word believe means? You know, in, in seminary, I had to take uh, Greek and Hebrew, and I thank God that I made it through that. But if you look at the Greek connotation for this word believe, it's pretty heavy. It's more than just, you know, I, I believe that, you know, the, the Yankees are going to win the pennant next year. I believe this or that. Uh, the Greek connotation for this word believe has uh, these three words, trust, follow, and obey. Okay, um, so in essence, when, when we're called to just believe in Jesus, it's more than just believe in Jesus. We're called to follow Jesus. We're called to obey Jesus. We're called to uh, trust Jesus, right? The Bible says that demons believe in Jesus. They know that Jesus is the son of God. They know that Jesus can do miracles, but they don't follow Jesus. 
right? They don't trust in Jesus. That's what makes it different from us, for us. When we believe in Jesus, we're following him, we're trusting him, we're obeying him, okay? And listen, when I am saved, when I believe in Christ, over time, things in my life begin to be transformed. They begin to change. Listen, our whole mantra should be to be just like Lazarus. What Jesus did in my life is such a picture of God's grace and mercy that people are drawn to Christ through my transformed life, through what the Holy Spirit has done in my life. And then the question is, are they? Right now, are people drawn to me, right? Because of what Christ has done in my life. And then do I point them back to Christ, right? I think that's a good question to ask ourselves. When people look at my life, do they see the new man or the new woman? How, by how I treat my spouse, by how I treat my kids, by how I treat my boss or my employees, do people see that I'm different than I used to be by the way I walk, by the way I talk, by the way I interact? Do people see a change in my life? Do people see Christ? Because let's get real. Uh, what kind of testimony is it if we profess to be Christians, but we're still cursing, we're still lying, we're still uh, getting drunk? That is not a good testimony at all. You know, I think this is where the rubber hit the road in my own life. You know, when I was younger, I professed to be a Christian. You know, I, I loved God, but my lifestyle did not show a change. You know, I probably led more people away from Jesus at that time than I led people to Jesus. And I know deep down inside, everyone in here, we wanna please God. We wanna live for Jesus. We want people to see Jesus through our life. But you know, maybe right now, there's a few areas in your life where you're not bringing glory to God. Listen, let me tell you, there's no condemnation, but right now you can repent of your sins. Right now you can change course. You know, right now you can start reading and praying. Right now you can join, um, you know, a Bible study. You can join a small group. You can get closer to God because the fact of the matter is our life should point to Christ. And if it's not, we can change it. The Holy Spirit's work can change it. He can change you and he can point uh, people to you and then to Christ, right? So let's make this point right now. Let's continue to follow after God. Here's our second point. People see Jesus when my actions and my attitude towards others show the love of God. In Luke chapter 19, it's a very interesting story. One of my favorite stories in the whole Bible. It's a story about Zacchaeus. You know, I think we're familiar with Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, he was a, he was a Jew. He was a tax collector. Um, he was rich, but he made his money basically off uh, overtaxing people and kind of bending the rules. Probably a little of what uh, Washington, D.C. does right now. But you know the story. He's not a very religious person at all, but Jesus is coming to town. And so when Jesus comes to town, man, people want to be around Jesus. And so the same thing with Zacchaeus. The Bible says that Zacchaeus was a small man, right? So he climbs up in a sycamore tree. My kids sing this song at least once a week. He climbs up in this tree. Jesus walks by. Jesus stops under the tree and says, Zacchaeus, I want you to come down because I want to eat with you, right? And Zacchaeus comes down and I can believe just in that moment, transformation begins to occur. His eyes are open. And look what Zacchaeus says. From there on, Jesus doesn't ask him to do anything except come to his house. And Zacchaeus says, listen, I'm gonna give half of my possessions away. And if I've stole anything from anybody, I'm gonna repay that four times, okay? He is treating people differently. And here's my contention right now. After God has changed our life, after God has saved us, out of, after God has brought us out of the miry clay, we should see people differently. We should act differently towards people. We should be kind. We should be loving. Uh, John 13, 35 says this, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples because of the love that you show one to another. 
If you think about it, our lifestyle and how we treat others are the big two determining factors if people are gonna see Jesus through our life. And I think if we're not careful, we can represent Jesus in the wrong way simply by our actions and how we treat people. Listen, if we are rude, if we are selfish, if we are judgmental, if we talk about people, you know, if, if we don't show compassion, if we don't show grace or mercy towards people, if we try to take advantage of people, we are not being a good representative of Christ. People are not gonna see Jesus in that. People are gonna be turned away by how we live. And the two main reasons, listen, that we're on this planet is to love God and to love people. And because God has so transformed our life, we should have a newfound love for people. We should care about people. We should be kind towards people. And real quick, I wanna give you several examples of things that we can do right now to show the love of Christ. You know, first, uh, we can show compassion to hurting people. And by doing this, we're pointing people to Jesus. You know, I can guarantee after Lazarus is raised from the dead, he has more compassion for people that are sick. He has more compassion for people that are in pain, people that are hurting, right? You know, it's the same thing with me when I got my kidney transplant. A lot more compassion for people that are hurting, people that are in pain. Um, secondly, we can pray for people in tough times, and this is going to point people to Jesus. The fact of the matter is, every single day we encounter people, whether it's face-to-face -face or on Facebook or whatever, we encounter people that are hurting especially right now with this COVID-19. I mean, let's be real. A lot of people have lost their job. A lot of people have lost their hope. A lot of people don't know what they're gonna do tomorrow. A lot of people don't know where the money's gonna come in. We can offer prayer to people. We can connect them with God. We can give some of our time to do that. You know, in my own life, I've been convicted just because I see a lot of people and I see a lot of need. And it's real easy to say, hey, I'll pray for you. But how powerful is it if we pray for people right there? Uh, the third thing that we can do is we can just simply talk to people that are lonely. There's a lot of people that are lonely right now. There's a lot of people that have been cooped up. You know, there's people that have lost uh, spouses. There's people that are going through depressed. What I love about the life of Jesus is Jesus constantly went to people that were hurting. Jesus was constantly going to people that the society had shunned. Listen, what a great way to point people to Christ. If sometimes we get out of our little circle and we go connect and we go love on people that maybe they don't have anybody. Another way we can show the love of God is simply to bless people through acts of kindness and service. Listen, we can mow people's lawns. We can help the elderly. You know, we can go visit our new neighbors. We can bring the new neighbors cookies. You know, we can tip well, right? Uh, we can help watch someone's kids. You know, if we have the means, we can help someone financially if they've lost their job. We can listen to people. I believe right now is a great time to show acts of kindness towards people. You know, what I love about our church is every Sunday we've been doing this drive-through and people are coming in and they're dropping off diapers, they're dropping off food. You know, why? Because that's what Christians do. Because God has so transformed my life that I want to give, I want to bless people. I wanna be part of this, this process where God helps other people through my life because God did the same for me. You know, we can share our story. This is a great way to show the love of God. Hey, you can share your story. Listen, you know, I, I lost my job several months ago, but God was faithful. He gave me a new job. My wife and I, we were going through problems, but let me tell you, God healed that relationship. Your testimony, your story has power to point people to Jesus. And then finally, we can show compassion and love for people who have messed up. You know, think about David in the Bible. I guarantee you, David had more compassion for adulterers after he fell. Think about uh, Moses. I guarantee you Moses had more compassion for criminals and murderers after he murdered somebody. 
Uh, think about Paul. I guarantee he had more mercy and grace for people that were Pharisees because that's what he used to be. Tonight, think about people that you're around every single day. How are we treating them? I wanna encourage you, treat them with love, treat them with kindness, treat them with goodness, extend grace and mercy towards people. People will see Jesus through our kind words, through our actions, right? They should see us loving people. Again, this is a great opportunity to love on some people right now. There's a lot of discouragement out there. There's a lot of, you know, just confusion. Us being able to speak life, us being able to speak the word, us being able to point people to Jesus, us just being nice to people, it goes so far. Okay, so here's the third point as we wrap up. Since we met Jesus, our love for God has only grown, right? See, because of my love for God, uh, because of what God has done for me, my love for him has only grown. You know, turn with me to John chapter 12, verse one. Uh, The Bible says this, six days before the Passover, Jesus therefore came to Bethany where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. And so they gave a dinner for him there. Martha served and Lazarus was one of those reclining with him at the table. I want you to catch this. Listen, after Lazarus has been raised from the dead, it wasn't just like a one-time thing and we don't hear about Lazarus again. Actually, we hear about him a few more times. Lazarus is still there. Lazarus is following Jesus. Lazarus is still around Jesus. Lazarus is still close to Jesus. You know, I feel like sometimes in our life, we can have a tough time. We can have a tragedy. We can have uh, just be in a hard spot and we can cry out to Jesus. God, help me get a job. God, help my relationship. God, help me financially. And you know what? God comes through. But sometimes we have the tendency, as Pastor John says, to put God right back on the shelf, to go about our life. Think about Lazarus's life. What if after God radically raised him from the dead, what if he just, you know, got busy? He got preoccupied. He kind of got into a hobby and just kind of, you know, left Jesus, you know, let him do his thing while Lazarus did his thing. That would not be a great testimony. Here's what I wanna encourage you right now. After God has changed your life, and we would agree he's changed your life, he has saved us, he's redeemed us. Let's not fall back. Let's keep pursuing him. Let's keep going after him. Let's keep getting closer and closer to God because I'm telling you, people know. People know if you're all about Jesus just during a a storm in your life, but then you kind of walk away and you go back to an old lifestyle. Don't go back to an old lifestyle. God is still good every single day. God is still faithful every single day. I wanna challenge some people, keep throwing logs on the fire. Keep drawing near to God, keep growing. It's gonna point people to Jesus. Check it out before I pray. This whole short message was about making sure our life points to him. You know, I'm believing that right now and moving forward, we're coming into a great uh, just season of harvest. You know, here we are, people have been cooped up. People are sensitive to God right now. And listen, God, I'm believing is gonna save a lot of people. God is gonna heal a lot of people. He's gonna heal a lot of marriages, a lot of relationships. But you know what? God's gonna use our lifestyle. If our lifestyle points to Jesus, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit will work and we'll see transformation. We'll see our church full of people. You know, as I was at Gander Mountain just the other day and just walking around that place, there's just such a strong sense that God was gonna do something powerful. God's gonna do something powerful because of his grace and because his love for people, but he's gonna do something powerful because of our testimony of what he's done in our life and how we show that to people. Let's continue to live for him. Let's shine our light. Let me pray for you. Lord, we love you. God, I thank you for my friends. God, I pray because you've done such a great work in our life, God, that other people would see that light through us. God, I pray that if we've been caught up in sin, Lord, we repent, we would turn back to you. God, give us ways to show people kindness and love. Lord, we love you so much. Bless your people in Jesus' name, amen. God bless.
simply come Longing just to bring Something that's a word That will bless your heart Oh, I'll bring you more I'll bring you more than a song Song in itself, it's not what you have required. Oh, you search, you search much deeper within. And through the way things appear, you're looking into my heart. Oh, I'm coming, I'm coming back to. Heart of worship when it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I made it when it's all about you. It's all about you. It's all 
so excited that you tuned in with us this Wednesday night. We will see you this weekend. Have a blessed day.